I'm Harsh Jain again and you're listening to the Z Medium podcast. If you haven't listened to the episode on Thursday, this might be a bit surprising for you. So, go and listen to that. Anyway, Z Medium is a podcast that shares an honest account of the journeys of people from different walks of life. We talk to people and about them too. Think of us as the moving walkway at an airport. We take you where you need to be in life, only faster. Amongst the many individuals that have been on this podcast, this episode is a bit different given the trajectory of this individual is yet to develop in a complete manner. Regardless, everyone has something to teach and we believe that Yash Tolani, the venture builder at Grow Valley based in the UAE, has so much more to teach people than his age. This only goes to show that age is just a number. Breaking the episode down, will actually be adopting a different strategy and looking at his life backwards from what he's doing now to what his first job was with flashes of Yash's time at his college as well but the one takeaway from this would be the relentless effort to get what you want it left us truly baffled how a person got through so many c-suit guys and so many companies using some of the oldest tricks in the book we bet that's a good build up for now but let's start with the latest in yash's life here we go okay so let's start with uh, what is grow valley and what's the idea and aim behind it the idea is that we are a venture studio right so not a lot of people know but venture studios are i mean they're similar but very different from venture capitalists or a traditional accelerator and incubator programs right so what a venture studio is it builds its own startups it ideates validates builds and invests in its own startups so rather than investing in existing startups in the market or betting on existing entrepreneurs that are doing something existing what i would prefer to do is build my own product build my own team around it and scale it up now the way we do it we partner with influential the way we do it we partner with influential partners so you have corporate venture studios you have uh, you know government venture studios the way why we partner with people because it establishes a lot more trust and credibility right so mm. when you're working with government when you're working with a corporate it's a lot easier to sort of validate or scale an idea so if you're working with a very big family or very big company like majid al futan for example right in yeah. the uae majid al futan gives you a lot of insights on you know maybe the retail economy maybe the property market so you have a lot of problem statements already with you i mean as soon as i launch i'm launching with four customers and i'm launching with a big corporate like majid al futan behind me so it's 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 a lot more easier to scale a venture right it's a lot more trustworthy as well right when when big players yeah, like you there is there is some trust that the established players have already placed in you and it becomes easier for the general public to accept the product exactly so we don't work with majid al futan as a yeah, no i know i was giving you an example also this i just gave an example I was telling our guest yeah I mean like what if you know someone misconstrues what I say and then but we do work with uh, governments in the region we do uh, we working with uh, free zones governments uh, we are working with some corporates and family offices actively so the idea is to uh, we have a core team so the core team exists of few developers product designers marketers and all these guys are experts in startups they have worked and you know scaled startups previously have had successful exits so they've been there done that right yes and that's why the chances of success are a lot more because you have a core so you take any company there is a need for a marketing expert like a core if you take any company in general you need a full stack developer right you need 
a product designer you need someone who understands how graphic design works or product design works you need someone who understands how marketing works in general right you need someone who understands how sales works mm-hmm. you need someone who understands how fundraising or capital you know raising would work how the legalities of it would work when you're you know sort of fund right so you got these core skills in house and then you're building you know multiple ventures parallelly so for an, from an investment standpoint it's a lot more safer because you've mitigated your risk right you've diversified your investment at right. one time i'm building 10 startups and i'm building it myself so i'm functioning in a portfolio in some sense and i'm and i have different stages right so i validate each concept that i'm working on i validate each product i build it in stages so i build the prototype first in a week a very laid back clickable prototype if that doesn't work out i scrap it so i can scrap the product at any stage where it fails right and mm. where where i see that okay there's no conviction let's scrap it and the process of launching a product could you know be 15 15 weeks as little as 3 months for me so at 3 months i can launch a venture in 3 months right 2 to 3 months in fact even shorter and what is your current role over there in in grow valley so basically my role is venture success and partnerships which means that i look after things to make the venture successful right so when you're venture building there are like i said that these core skills are needed mm. so to recruit this right then vis-a-vis for for a you know for a venture for a venture for a startup that we are building now it needs a ceo it may need capital it may need a good a, a partner for go to market right may need partners that help it scale right so i responsible for these partners also for grow valley so maybe get new business opportunities maybe tie up with new corporates as grow valley in general but also help the help the startup that we're building sort of recruit their developer recruit their main like you know the core team for that startup yes, that yes. resource that it needs let's say it needs a let's say it needs some sort of technology to sort of build ahead uh, for example you know you might need a partner for some of your services because let's say today you're building a uh, you're building a website or building something you want a fintech partner you you want a bnpl player to be with you you want anything you want someone to be with you right to help your offering be a little more if you're building a marketplace you would probably want different partners to come in come in and like you know, want help in going to market or sales in general so selling for these guys in terms of helping them go to market helping them achieve some scale helping them get influential right. partners right Mm-hmm. he understands where i'm coming from when i'm ideating a startup let's say you see a gap today in the marketplace uh, yeah. in in a, in a, in an industry today wherein you see a need for a marketplace let's say in the logistics world so yeah. you identified this special use case wherein you can create a marketplace or you can create a venture to sort of deal with it. now yeah. obviously you want a someone to take it forward if you or me you'd want someone to take it forward now who do you you'd want that guy to see your vision to see your vision he need to see the problem that you are seeing and uh, more often than not we prefer people that understand the industry so when we can if we can get a founder on board then automatically that's validation right because if you can convince someone who's an industry expert to come and lead probably leave his existing role or even at a part time level come and engage with you at ideation and then take it forward and that is some a, a decent a good validation for me wherein i understand okay what i what i am doing mm. is convincing someone i've sold it right Yeah. at the end of the day i have sold the role to someone so i'm so i'm i'm very confident that okay maybe there is something you know and at every stage i'm going forward i'm validating it for them and um 
So how different is it or is it the same as an incubation center? Am I getting it right or it's it's a little bit different from an incubator? Because incubators would work with today, for example, Z, Z Medium is a startup, right? Yeah. So an incubator might come in and incubate you, wherein they help you maybe develop a maybe productized version of what you're doing. Or they would come in at a they'd come in with existing founders, existing ideas, existing startups that already exist in the market. That's what they would help. And it would be a three to six month engagement. Yeah. And you know be a lot more academic uh, in the sense you would have workshops on going to market but they're not going to sell for you today what i am doing is i'm selling for the startup i am the idea sometimes fine the idea could be could be that we tie up with external entrepreneurs but it's that idea stage i'm building it i'm helping him build his product i'm helping him going to market and when he's selling i am selling for him so till the time you think of it like a caterpillar uh, so you know how it, and holding the startup until it reaches a phase where it can go on its own until it's sustainable and can operate by itself right, right. so I'm him not hand holding I'm doing it for it in the sense that he's using my market my core marketing team is writing the content for his social media because mm. you need a con- you need someone to write content for you right yeah. and obviously that takes money you need a developer that works for you that takes money that takes time that you need to find the right talent to take it forward also I'm not sure if it's an exchange, but yeah, I did get it. You could either choose to pay like you could get a one year off in terms of fees, and that beats that gets split, or you directly go to second year. So I said, why waste time? And, yeah. You know. So I just tried, and it did work out. It was not too hard. At least till third year, I didn't face any challenges in college. And fourth years, when I faced some challenges, but that's because I was involved in business and everything. I was um, not. And right. what was the business that you were involved in at the time? Uh, the reason I went to UAE was. For like my helping my grandfather, right? But my grandfather really never wanted me to get involved, so I never did. But he had a paralytic attack. He got paralyzed from the right side of his body, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's in Bombay right now, but he actually had a stroke. So what that did is it basically forced me to get involved in the business that we had, right? Because someone had to go there, and this is something I sort of regret, or this is something I would want to change the way things happened. Not everything was in my control, but maybe. Some things I could do better now that I think of it because maybe in inside I'm more mature now than what I was maybe two years ago or three years ago. And that was basically, we had a baby clothes wholesale shop in Dera and we had like a transport business. So the transport business is something I ran throughout college to sort of fund college, get myself through and, you know, living in UAE and everything. And the baby clothes business is something I shut. And even shutting a business is quite a process because you have people that you owe, people yeah. owe you. Yeah. So that was also very, and you have stock. It was like, you know, a day before the stroke, you had 100 dirhams in your wallet and today you owe someone lakhs. <laughs> what are the the key areas? Like, what is the process when, when somebody gives you an idea for Grow Valley? That is from client onboarding to the execution. How does, how does it work? And, and how many people are involved in the process as it goes about? So I think that's a tough one because I've not really seen the entire process happen so much because I'm still fairly new, right? Yeah. Uh, but so I forgive if there's a mistake I make to anyone in my team or anyone outside if you hear something else. But it's very simple, right? It's uh, like, so an idea comes, you sort of discuss it internally first. You have a design sprint that we do 
wherein we get a UX expert, we get an industry expert. We basically evaluate the entire business model that that's going to be with all the stakeholders that are going to be involved in the business. Mm. And so different stakeholders, we try getting them on the call and we talk about how it's going to be, what is what is the problem that we're going to solve, how is the product going to be, what are the different stakeholders involved in that thing, and what is the entire journey of the product, what is the UI or the UX of the product going to look like in some sense, and mm. you know, figure these kind of things out. Then we build a clickable prototype, yeah. and then you sort of go ahead and build the MVP from there on. Mm-hmm. And let's say the core MVP is supposed to have 12 features, I would probably build it only with three or four, the main three or four features, and launch it with four features only. Because the idea for me is not to build the best product in the start, but to get to market fast. Because getting right. to market really means that I'm getting feedback. What is it like working with entrepreneurs? Uh, what is it like for you, basically, working with several entrepreneurs and looking at newer ideas come out every in general, day? In general, or like just with Grow Valley, like uh, in Dubai, in or you know, talking for you uh, in terms of because see, I, why I'm asking this question is because you've worked for a business before, and uh, that is your family business, and you've worked for uh, a startup studio that mingles with a lot of entrepreneurs with a different mindset than most businesses run with right what what do you take out of those out of the interactions with entrepreneurs so so in the past even before grow valley i was working for a boutique investment bank okay. wherein we would help startups fund uh, and fundraise and we would help them with the strategic planning and so on and so forth primarily the main use case or main function was fundraising usually seed to series a so i interact way early stage entrepreneurs and that's what my life has generally been uh but yeah i feel like it's it's very, very interesting firstly because you interact with different use cases different products you develop different knowledge sets right so mm-hmm. um you you understand different industries in some sense you understand the challenges that different but also i mean it takes so much grit right to start and like go and especially because even you when you when an entrepreneur is talking to you you may not agree with him necessarily Mm. But he still has, you know, to be an entrepreneur takes a lot of, the mindset has to be there because I don't have it, right? Like one of the entrepreneurs in our studio is a 19-year-old kid, right? He he has built three startups before, right? Two or three startups. So he built his first product probably when he was 16 or 15. And I didn't have the mindset at 15. Neither did I have it at 16. Neither do I have it now. Today also you tell me that, look, Yash, you give me the idea, you give me the product, you give me everything. And I'd still say, I don't have the... Risk-taking appetite yeah. to, to take. <laughs> I don't know the risk-taking appetite to maybe build or even take something forward of my own. Because right now, see, I'll tell you, right? I think each to its own. But for me, the risk-taking appetite is because I don't have the financial freedom. And that's what I think. But yeah, I feel like I'm inspired by a lot of them. Uh, you know, I've met few of them. I've, I've interacted few of them very closely, and I've interacted. I've seen how they do it. it. Takes a lot of grit to maybe stick to an idea. Even when, uh, you know, when you're fundraising, I mean, you know, I read somewhere that one out of a VC meets thousand startups before it funds one. Nine out of ten fail, right? We all know those statistics is very daunting, right? And I've seen it happen, right? Because I've been with startups day in day out when they are fundraising. I've organized those meetings with like VCs and founders to sort of make sure to understand to basically help the founder through his fundraising journey, right? And I've seen the guy pitch to maybe 
hundred we hundred hundred times, two hundred times, and still no funding, still no. Uh, you know, I know that he spits so many years, wherein I have helped him with maybe twenty calls. But I know even before that, he's had these conversations, and he's been trying to raise capital for the last six months, eight months, and nothing is clicking for him, right? And even then, he's he's somehow, you know, he's doing some jugad. He's trying to do something to stay on that path, and also pivoting, right? Pivoting at the right time is a new, is a huge step. Even that takes a lot of conviction. So I think even that is a skill, right? To take that leap of faith, mm-hmm. not just once, but multiple. As an entrepreneur, you're not taking a leap of faith once when you're starting a venture, but also multiple times when you're taking decisions that can. When you're so small, your even your small decision, even your hiring decision, can sometimes, you know, make or break your venture, right? Even your first hire can make or break it. So even something as small as a hire, I mean, you can usually in you know big corporates. If they hire someone wrong, it takes them three months to figure it out. Six months to figure out the guy. Even even though the guy is not working well, he'd probably be there for six months, one year. But if you have someone who's not working well for six months, one year, your adventure is you're done. Your time is gone because hmm. timing for entrepreneurship is very important. Everything is very important. As soon as someone comes to know that someone is doing it today, you have corporates also that get involved in a lot of venture, right? A lot of ventures. Yeah, yeah. Involved with a lot of just imagine you're building something in retail. You just started. It's very interesting, but you know, one of these big corporates get the leap. You know, smell that okay, this this is something that's happening, and because he's so smart, he's so well connected, he has so many resources. What if he sees that you're doing it with maybe three customers? Because of their funding, also because of the people yeah. they have to put on to work. Yeah. Could happen, right? Someone else comes in. Even another entrepreneur can copy you, right? Even another startup exactly. can copy you. Yes. Right? yes. Right? Anyone can copy you, and that's that's also a leap of faith that you're taking. If I'm going to take time to get to market. That's why with studios we want to be fast because we want to test things out fast. Because if something is failing, we want to fail today. We don't want to fail tomorrow. You had mentioned between that you worked for an investment boutique boutique investment firm, boutique investment bank. Was that your first I'm job sorry? after that? Well, after college. No, no. So my first, like, while I was doing my family business, I started working with this company called Conversion Global. It's okay. a, it's a, it's an event company out of UAE. I wanted to get into finance, but, uh, you know, th- those opportunities I wasn't getting that time. Finance was a need, and Conversion Global was a good opportunity. And I think by far, I think it's the best decision I've made for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's given me a lot of skills that have got me to where I am, and are important. Have played an important part in my journey. So, conversion global. I was a business, even business development. I was on the sales side of things, right? Yeah. It was an event company. So, event, it was we were a B two B event company. We did events on digital transformation, primarily digital transformation. So, there were digital transformation events in general, wherein you would interact or do an event with CTOs and CIOs in the region. Okay. Sometimes we would do a HR tech event. We did a tech event. We did an industry four point zero event, and we partnered with governments to do those. And the idea was that you know. Uh, to get these guys together you know you basically partner the government you get attendees your attendees are usually c level executives and you have the sponsor side of the business right so if you're doing an hr tech event you'd probably yeah. get a michael to kind of sponsor it or a, a hr consulting firm to come and sponsor it because they want to interact with chros and you are doing an hr event so i was involved in a lot of processes yeah. so you need to talk to c level executives to talk to c level executives you need to know how to reach them to reach them you need to do a lot of hustle Because you can't talk to the CHRO of Marshall of them today. You just can't. Not ev- not everyone can. You yeah. can, but like you know, it's 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 a 
it's a skill right and i'm not saying i've acquired that skill but i have the confidence that i i can try and get some numbers today i can try and reach some people today and uh, what i learned over there was reaching these decision makers understanding how that organization works right so when i was selling sponsorship even when i was selling delegates a lot of times the decision maker for the sponsorship may sit in london even if you're the head of gcc marketing you know you don't have the authority to make that sponsorship decision for a 6 or 7000 dollar sponsorship what is the best way to get decision makers then according to you in your experience what has been the best way to get to these decision makers see throw enough mud and some will stick if i reach out to 100 linkedin if i throw if i you know if i throw messages to 100 c level executives on linkedin i know 10 will respond but do i only want to get 10 when you're selling different things and you have different priorities i think it's different ways so like i was saying right so every organization has a decision making process right let's say you've pitched the marketing guy the marketing guy's game but it doesn't make sense for the marketing to game because he doesn't have the authority to take the decision right. so now do you let that stick because you can't because the guy is not replying to a linkedin message you need to do something right so there are a lot of ways i mean that's what that those are the ways i learned in conversion token so what are the ways how did you so again like the most common but everyone does is linkedin everyone does everyone like would reach out on linkedin so that's one and it's a very good way it's a very effective way but you do call the organization and just say connect me to this person even that works if you're confident enough even that works sometimes they don't give it to you because you 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 know they know that you're trying to sell and the receptionist and the personal assistant is trained not to pass sales calls to the c level executive yeah. so you randomly wherein you figure out the extension pattern mm. right so let's say the extension pattern is 2 3 4 2 3 5 so you figured this is the pattern Okay, because you know you connected to someone is a PA. They told you the PA's extension, the reception, which is two three six. So you figure, yeah, two three seven also would be someone. So you call two three seven. You say, "Salam alaikum, Ahmed." He said, "No, this is Yasir." Oh, I think reception messed up. What's Ahmed's extension? <laughs> and you and you and you got it, right? Yeah. And and you got it. So that's 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 a that's a, that's a so that's something I learned in conversion. Go away. I'm not good at it. I've done it. I've done it, and I've. the only reason i know that this is a way is because they taught me and we had like a one week training wherein they taught you how to reach the decision makers because for them we need we need 500 decision makers to come in the program uh, for the cio the digital saudi was the event we did one of the flagship events we did which was 500 cios chief information officers chief digital transformation officers chief, chief technology officers and you know you had sponsors like sap oracle coming to meet them and if if the people don't show the events a fail Not to reach 500 C level executives, I need seven to eight hundred to minimum register. So I've realized India always gives out numbers. <laughs> so I've realized like some so UK it's very hard to get numbers. So what I would do is you know if I want to reach someone who's in let's say uh, UK who I know okay the the GM of X company sits in UK London. This is the office. This is the number. I know they will never give me the number. So I would call the I would call the India office. Say I I'm traveling to UK. I can't get your I can't get anyone on the phone. The time difference is too much. Please, please, please share with me this number. And they would, because they would genuinely believe that okay he's. But you have to do that hustle. It's yeah. something that's done all around the world. Yeah. It's yeah. not like these practices have been like you know on and around. So these kind of things you do, wherein you call different offices, get different numbers from them. And my boss had this rule that. you couldn't uh, use your laptop so let's say 
we had lead sheets and you would write each lead and each lead you have to write three you have to identify three people in each organization one the decision maker second the guy who holds the budgets third the influencer and that's the end of that if you enjoyed that what's stopping you from sharing we're on linkedin instagram and twitter share and don't forget to tag us for more updates you can follow us at z medium on all the four platforms we'll be back next thursday with more stay tuned and goodbye for now